to another edition of the podcast. We're now on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So however you want to listen to us, check us out. But uh, this is episode number 21. And uh, we're to get Diggler on the phone here. So let's give him a call. Here we go. Yo, yo. Diggler. Hey, what's up, Hardy? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good. How'd your day go? Well, got a little schoolwork done, and uh, out here doing the podcast. Talked to my dad today out in Hawaii. He's my youngest. Oh, he's in Hawaii? Yeah. That lucky son of a bitch. There's nobody out there right now. Are there beaches open? Beaches are open. You can surf and everything. Oh, right on. It's my youngest sister's birthday, so shout out to Miss Kinsey. And uh, I think she's 22 today. Mackenzie, happy birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, getting that schoolwork done. And uh, I got this big-ass whiteboard I ordered from uh, Amazon. It's like fucking six feet wide by like three feet tall. Actually, on the, it's on a stand with rollers, so it's actually taller than I am. It's kind of cool. Put my schoolwork nice. up, put my schoolwork up there. Devised a little plan on how I'm gonna do it all, and uh, yeah, throw some podcast ideas on it. Got a stand-up desk. You uh, got a stand-up desk you, coming you on Saturday you, too. You got a what? Stand-up desk coming on Saturday. Oh, you're just getting all hooked up. All hooked up. God, you must have got that extra government surplus bonus. Yeah, it's uh, it's where these mic stands came from right too. On. <laughs> so what's right up? On. What's up with your mom? She took a spill. Oh, you know she was. I uh, first day I go to work. First day I went back to work and we, you know, went up uh, to the warehouse site. Yeah, I get out of here and you know I take care. of all this heavy stuff, any of the cleaning and stuff. That way they just don't have to worry about it because I don't want them trying to... Well, she winds up trying to feed the cat. There's this cat that comes out uh, over from across the street, Max. He's outside and so she went down to put food in his bowl and she kind of fell backwards and uh, dad kind of get her up so they called you know it's one of those things she goes now oh, I'm hurt call the ambulance so the ambulance came and, and uh, anyway I talked to the Michael the nurse last night pretty cool guy uh, I just you know I found out that she got a broken hip and kind of a you know but she's 80 so they can't give her a hip replacement so they just basically put it back together and you know you're going to have a little wiggle when you walk, but, you know, she's 80. And then her arm, it kind of got in a weird kind of a slight fracture, but they don't know if they're going to cast it or just, like, air splint it. So, she took a, she's going to have to do a little job. She took a, uh, yeah, you might have to get her some edibles or something. No, no. Oh, no. 
not, not even CBD? But I mean, that's like her, what, well, it's her right hand. So she broke her right, she messed up her hip, but that, you know, it's her right hand. She, you know, should have fell on her left arm because she's right-handed. So now when it comes to eating, reading a book, changing the remote on the, the TV on the remote control, and wiping your ass, I mean, that's all your predominant hand. She's not going to have that for like six weeks now. She's going to have to learn to be a lefty. Either that or figure out that, that freaking rehab place so she can stay in there for a couple months. But then I'm worried about like people going in there, like, you know, because it's like those old folks home got infected pretty hard and she's 80. I don't want her to get infected. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. The w- weird things you have to, you know, think about when, you know, an accident happens, you know, and you got to, it's just weird nowadays. Can't really go visit her at the hospital. Yeah. You don't want to risk bringing but, some shit in or catching it yourself, you know what I mean? They, they don't even want you to come in. They sat there and I was like, she's a reader. If she feels like reading a book, how, what's the process of that? And he's like, well, you go to ER and you drop it off at the ER. They kind of wipe it down, put it in a bag, take it up to the uh, uh, room, but you can't go up. And I go, well, at least I can give her stuff if she needs. It's well, like sneaking stuff into print. Well, you know, if you give her a cell phone, <laughs> she can fucking listen to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify now. Oh, dude, she doesn't know. She couldn't use a cell phone. No. She doesn't want to hear us jibber-jabber about our crazy shit. No, you'd have to just get her a big iPad. She needs something simple. Cell phone is, I mean, she had a cell phone at one point, and she took uh, the Wi-Fi off of uh, the House Connect site, and she just went to the Wi-Fi for the cell company. And I got this tech, I got this cell bill one day. Normally the cell bill is like hundred, you know, two hundred bucks. I got it. And it was like six eighty. Whoa! She was on she was on <laughs> Wi-Fi the whole time. Sitting because she doesn't leave the house. She goes to lunch a couple times once a week at Meadow Park when you know. So she never leaves the house. She's just sitting in the house playing all of her games and looking at cat pictures on the mobile service Wi-Fi rather than the house that we already pay for. Oh wow. So she she got cut off. She's she's on restriction from cell phones. She's banned for life. I mean, I'm sorry, you got to ban people per person. I, it's not like everybody in my household should be banned of cell phones, but she's banned. <laughs> it's like the it's like the young teenage daughter that would do like two thousand text messages, and the parents were like, "What the fuck, Susie?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I did one time. What'd you do? I was uh, going to I was going to school in Federal area, living at my sister's house. My sister was married to an orthopedic surgeon. They had this nice house, three car garage, swimming pool, and jacuzzi in the backyard with a half half uh, basketball court back there. Nice. I I knew nothing. My dad cleaned the pool. I helped him clean the pool, and I, you know, I lived over there while I was going to school and stuff. And you know, they were kind of like a second set of parents. And to make a long story short. I started being responsible for keeping care of the pool. Well, I'm going down there and I turn the pool up a little bit more and more. And then I realized I liked a certain temperature. And it was about that temperature when you see the heat rise off the pool. Oh, yeah. You know, really, really warm. It's like jumping in a hot springs almost. 
you know, and then you got the jacuzzi going, and then you, you know, at night when you're not using it, you put those plastic tarps over to try to keep the heat in. And, uh, well, anyway, my brother-in-law got the, the, uh, power bill one, one, um, month and it was $900 over what it normally would have been. Jesus and it was right. because I was, I was keeping the pool at right around 80 degrees. <laughs> the whole pool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but, I mean, this is at a point in my life where nobody really taught me about, like, money. Like, no, the more you use shit, the more expensive shit can get, you know? I just thought you just turned it on. It was, like, the same amount of money. It's just, oh, I like it hotter, so I'm going to do, you know. So that was my first learning experience about money. I think I had to mow some lawn, you know. I didn't get, like, on restriction or anything. What could they do? It's not like they were my parents. I was just like, ah, fuck. I don't have a job. This is kind of a difficult. I owe you $900. So when you started working sales, uh, mm -hmm. when you got, like, a big commission check, do you remember your first big commission check? You don't have to say how much it is, but do you remember what you bought with it? Oh, yeah. I, I actually, you look at it like, on daily numbers now because they keep everything daily number. But I remember when I worked at the furniture place. Yeah. You know, you'd get, a draw, you'd get a draw on your first two weeks of the month check. You'd get, and you could set it up for 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever. But your next check was your commissions for the, in, for the entire month previous. Right. So, you knew what you were going to expect. So that, that was where I could like control my first paycheck. Like I said, my first paycheck, Oh, just give me like 500 bucks. Cause you know, I got a 500 in the bank and I just, I'll just use this and then I'll pay all my bills with my next check and my next check, like four grand. Hell yeah. You know, I made some good money in the furniture business. So what'd you buy? But, uh, what I buy? Yeah, you got. I don't know what it. I was. I was. I was in my twenties. I probably bought a lot of beer. I think this is at the time where, when you're in your twenties, at a certain point, you live on your own, and you got to I had this two bedroom apartment over in North Tacoma, and I remember one time I I had one of the cabinets turned into a bar. It had like twenty different <laughs> liquors up there, all and all, all my fridge because I I didn't really I I didn't really like eat in I you know, we'd go hang out and party and come home back to the house. And so my whole fridge was like one layer was Bud Light, the next layer, you know, and then I had certain bottles and stuff. And then of course I had like cheese and stuff, wine, you know, it was just all booze though. And, uh, no, that was, uh, that what I, that's what I spent my money on when I, I, when you, when you start making good money and when you're young, you, you know, and if you like to drink, you buy a lot of alcohol. You party a lot more. Got to say, I spent, spent my fair share on booze, too. But um, I remember the first big paycheck I got. I went out and I bought a really nice guitar and an amp. They actually ended up selling uh, a couple of years ago when I, when you and I were living together. But um, You're getting good on that guitar. Yeah, thanks. Fucking... Uh, ended up selling it but it lasted me forever so it was a good investment i mean i had it for like 15 years and then um i remember the the biggest paycheck i ever got i spent that shit on a poker tournament dude i spent like 10 grand in like one night it was insane 
I lost ten fucking thousand dollars in one night. It's back in the day when. I lost. Go ahead. I lost a couple of grand in a night before. I used to be a hard blackjack table blackjack player. I played in. Uh, I was winning some tournaments and shit, and I just doing pretty good mm-hmm. uh, with like the lower buy-ins. I'm like, you know, man, I've got, I don't know, several hundred hours in this shit, and I just got a big check. I'm like, I'm gonna step it up, and I started playing like these high, high roller tables. And just got my fucking ass handed to me. Big time. So they call a high roller part. So roll right over your ass. Totally did. Rollers are hot. That was back when uh, poker online was legal. I I don't even know if it was ever legal, but you could do it in Washington. But now you can't do that shit at all. You can do it, but uh, you got to use like... Yeah, you got to use like proxy servers and shit like that to hide your IP address and get a fucking Swiss bank account and you can go. You know what? You want to do it, do it. Tax it. Tax it. Keep the regulations low. Don't, you know, don't try to, you know, make it uncomfortable to work. But hey, that way all the underground betting's out of the way. You know, everything's legit and people want to bet what Who's to tell them no? You know what's fucking crazy is that um, so like sports betting has been illegal in this state forever. I think it was only like California and Nevada forever, and maybe New York, but I'd have to check my facts on that one. But uh, they just opened that shit up here in Washington, so you can actually bet on sports. So like, you want to go bet on some UFC fights or or the Masters or something like that? You can do it at the Indian casinos now. Well, I mean, just think about think about all the times you bet a you, a fight was coming up or a Super Bowl was coming on, and you took you took everybody's bet. You bet everybody that talks shit about your team. You bet them fifty bucks, and you had four or five friends out there that you had two hundred fifty dollars running on a game. You know, once Among- in a while you do that, don't you think? Oh yeah, amongst friends for sure. But um- I remember back in the day when Tiger Woods was all hot and shit. Fuck every, you know, and it came to a point. We would do these bets, but we were like, you can't pick Tiger. He wins everything. Nobody can pick Tiger. You have to pick three other players in the top. Tiger, you know, Tiger's one of those players that set the betting field. But, uh, in golf, yeah, for no. sure. <laughs> but the thing is, people still bet. Everybody bets. I bet you all these people that are trying to pass these laws that say you shouldn't bet, bet with their friends all the time. But, oh, it's different. Yeah, it's just a friendly bet. No, it's a bet. Well, shit. I mean, you pick a you know a solid underdog in a MMA fight. Like Jesus Christ, you can come up some really big money. I mean, I remember going to Vegas for for a UFC fight and betting in the sports book before we went to the fight. Holy shit, that made it such a different experience. It was awesome. So we're like fucking screaming at like these guys, and they're like, go down for the prelims. You know, no one's there, and there's like you know maybe. 200 people in the entire arena and we're yelling like fucking kill him <laughs> like just oh man screaming at the other people betting on the other side of the arena fuck you <laughs> they're like no fuck you <laughs> oh man but uh i remember going down vegas is a perfect opportunity perfect you know 
way of they, how they handled betting. I remember going down for pool tournaments and, uh, and, uh, old man, Jim, dirty man, Jim, he's a big, uh, uh, horse better. Oh he goes yeah. To Emerald Down. He goes to Emerald Down all the time. And, uh, he's really good at, I guess, handicap horses is what they call it, where they're, you know, they bet little amount of money on trifectas and stuff like that, you know, and, to better their losing percentage. So if you lose, you don't lose too much, but if you win, you have a big upturn. Anyway, he would always, when we were in Vegas, we would always go, he goes, we, this is the only sports book I come to, and it was always at the win. <laughs> and it's just, dude, the win is so nice. So nice. That whole setup. But I mean, think about it. Vegas has got it legalized, and look how they regulate it. They make money off of it. People are happy. There's no problems. Yeah, why I, can't you have that in every state? I don't know. Prostitution too, right? Well, it's hey, I don't care if they legalize prostitution or not. It's always going to happen, and women do that all the time. Women do it all the time. Take her out for if a nice take a dinner. Girl out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're not you're not guaranteed anything. It's like a. But it's, I mean, it's like an a, amateur escort service dating. Oh, they hold you hostage anyway. If you get married to them and they don't like you after a couple of years, say you're people, you're you're just an asshole, and they divorce you. They get half your shit. Pretty much. That's how your sister did it, right? If you well, <laughs> hey, that's, that's a different story. This is where I turn into a Democrat and say, well, it's okay for everybody else, but not you know, not, not okay for everybody else, but it's okay for me. I that's where I turn into my sister. That's funny. No, hey, man. if you if you look good, you can use it to your advantage. Why not? You know what? That's the thing. If you got it, use it. You got to enjoy life. Yeah. You got to be happy. You know who's gonna? You know? you know who's enjoying life right now is uh, fucking our boy Joe Rogan. Holy shit! We kind of talked oh. about that earlier, but Jesus Christ! So he's he. he, he He's going to be a very happy man because nobody's going to have, be able to you know censor him anymore. He's going to be able to say whatever he wants. Yeah, it's it's he signed an exclusive deal with Spotify for like a hundred mm-hmm. hundred million over like a couple years. That's so big, man. Dude, I think I think it's going to be one of the biggest things because the more you hold people back, if you got one of these tech companies that come in and say, okay, you know what, you can set up shop on our place we're not going to censor you for anything you can free speech as much as you want and if people don't like you they can comment about it but we don't care you're you're not going to be filtered on our uh our our access i mean that's everybody's going to go there well shit who doesn't want to who wants to take a risk with somebody saying i didn't like what you said so i'm going to censor you there and demonetize your account yeah, I don't think he wanted to do that show unless he could do it exactly the way he's doing it now, and and that's what he got, and he got a big payday for it. So, I mean, it's, he's had that podcast for I don't know, like ten years. I've had friends that I used to know in L.A. that have been on it, um, Gio Martinez and the and and Richie Martinez are brothers, are break dancers, but uh, they're a couple guys that got their black belt super quick in jujitsu. They had them on, and they were talking about their black or their breakdancing days that's pretty funny oh god those were funny days but uh no i mean these guys were doing it up until like 
All, they still do it today. I mean, they're not old guys. They're like, you know, in their 30s. They still carry their big old beatbox, their their boombox out there, set it up, push play on it in the on the tap the tape deck. Throw out a listen to a little run DMC and fucking start spinning on cardboard boxes. Yeah, they throw out the cardboard and get after it. But um, that's dude, remember when that was a big street performer thing? That was cool. I think it still is. Somebody doing a robot and just fucking shaking and shit. Now people do that, but they're on meth, and it's not as fun. (laughs) In Tacoma and Pac Ave, it's it's meth, not uh, street talent. (laughs) Oh, dude, there's one girl that that used to hold a sign out there on 38th Street, and right where the freeway came in, and she had flipped this sign around, and she was smiling and and, and, and waving at everybody and just, like, having way too much fun for just spinning a sign around, and, you know. and I mean, she's, like, whistling at cars as they're going by. And, fuck, I, I was like, she's on something. But then I had to keep going in that direction, like, later on in the month, and she's still there doing the same thing, same energy. And it's just, like... It's great to do drugs. I dr- It's great to do drugs at work. Just catcalling. It's great to see you. <laughs> she was catcalling. Woo-hoo! Come to my shop. I don't want to go to your shop. Stop pressuring me. This is uncomfortable. You get, get an STD at that shop. Oh, dude, it was... I don't know what it was, but... She... They had... Hey, people have fun with the weirdest jobs, you, you know, and I don't want to put her down because she's it got energy and it's positive. Maybe I'm just being grumpy, but you know, some people learn how to have fun in like just the crappiest job. And they enjoy it. That's what you got to do. If you're going to show up every day. I mean, shit, if you could do drugs every day and have a good time, you'd go too. Oh shit. That's right. You do do that. (laughs) Hey, I used to, again, I used to take depression medication. I didn't like that. So I just started medicating myself with uh, pot, and I'm not depressed anymore. Hey, enjoy my job. You know, pot's a hell of a drug. Hey, you didn't smoke pot I'm for a while. Turning into the big Lebowski. You are the big Lebowski. You're the dude. You got to change your name to the dude, Diggler the dude. I got the hair. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to do, but I got the Jesus hair going, and it's silver. Looking good. Oh, God. So, no, but it's like it's like with me. So, like, I, I get pissed off. I didn't like, you know, when I was, that's why I took a depression medication. I didn't like my job. I didn't like waking up in the morning, going to work. And then I was like, so I got on this depression medication, and I felt better. But I was like, I know shit that can do this for me, and I can kind of control it. Like, fuck, I'm just going to give myself a prescription for medical marijuana do a dab or two in the morning, get just at the right level where people ask me the same stupid questions I've been asked for 20 years, and now it's a little more entertaining. It's like I have a little, you have a little bit more fun when you're on pot. So I'm just, and I have full conversations. Not like I get, not like I get uh, paranoid and want to go sit in the back room. I want to talk to people when I'm on pot. Oh, Everybody dude. has a shit golf swing. Let's see yours. I'll show you my shitty golf swing after you're done shanking them into the side net. Jeez, you know, 
I just have fun with people. It's a sport you can have fun. So I guess if I was a lawyer, I couldn't like maybe smoke two dabs and go like, you know, defend somebody for a murder case. But I sell golf clubs. It's an easy job. There are some things that you cannot do stoned. And one of those things is math. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you're true. There, there are certain things you can't do. So you, maybe in that instance, you, you take, you take a, a pill or something. Maybe you're a Zoloft person. I don't know. There's got to be a pill for everything, right? Well, there's a pill for math. Saying, it's, called, it's called Adderall. Yeah, but don't people tend to abuse Adderall? I think our president does. Oh, dude. He's just got... I think he just... It's all in the hair. You see his hair? That's where he keeps his stash. There's not one... <laughs> there's not... Dude, he's got something magical about his hair because there's not one other person in America that has that same hairdo. Not even close. No one does. There's nobody. You have to... Everybody else has to do a fake. That's real. That's real shit right there. <laughs> it's called not giving a flying fuck. But like, I mean, how else? Oh. How else? Uh, you know, does that guy do what he does? And fucking, I think he only sleeps like four hours a night or less. And on top of that, has to deal with the pile of shit that the uh, Democrats give him. And like, oh, he just gives it straight back. Though, think about it. He he only needs three, four hours of sleep a night because he can't wait to get up and just start tweeting the shit out of people. Because he knows nobody's going to get up before he does. Nobody's going to stay up later than he does. He only needs four hours of sleep. And before you even wake up, he's already shit on you. He's probably shit on you while he's taking a shit. They're shitting on you. You know, it's crazy. And then it, nobody can keep up with him. He's just a beast. He is a beast. I've never seen anybody work like that in my life. But one thing I do know about him is he, he, he doesn't drink any alcohol and never has. I know. Not a drop. He doesn't take any drugs. Dude, he just, I don't know, something happened right when he popped out. He got something a little bit extra. I guess the story is he had a uh, older brother. His name was Fred Trump. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's why he doesn't drink at all. Like his brother's like, don't drink any of this shit. Little Donnie was like in fucking military school. You're not drinking in military school. And then uh, his brother dies, and he just never, never touched the stuff. But he lives like he lives like a fucking. You, you the guy's buying like you know what, pallets of liquor for his parties and shit. And I'm like, dude, this guy's got a drink, but he doesn't. No, I. I mean, that, that relationship has to be pretty tight. Because I mean, I I had a brother, and he was a piece of. Shit. I mean, not a great guy, but. He was doing the hard drugs. So I used to grow up seeing him do the hard drugs and just seeing how he was just a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not that productive. I, and, and my thing is, hey, if you're going to do some sort of drug, make sure you can do it safely and you can get some shit done. Like, don't do a drug where you're just like, you know, your eyes roll back to the head. I mean, you almost die. I mean, I don't find any fun in that, but I... I find fun in just getting that little bit of a high where I'm like, oh, this is a fun day today. You start smiling a little bit. You smoke a little spot, it becomes an enlightening moment. 
but the thing is, like, like, like Trump saw his brother do the drinking and stuff, and he's just like, he saw how it ruined his life, and so he's like, I'm not going to do that. See, and I saw my brother doing, like, hard drugs. So I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to do that. But he never did pot, so I'm going to try that. When, uh, and it wound up I didn't, I didn't have to do anything after pot. When you say hard drugs, like, what do you mean? Like cocaine or heroin or what? Both? All oh, he was, I saw, I, saw, I saw him one time inject himself with a needle. Oh, God. He stripped off, he tied it off his arm and had the rubber thing in his teeth, and he's injecting him at my parents' house, and I came walking in, he was supposed to be babysitting. He was, he was a little bit, I don't know if he was babysitting me, or I think I was, no, because I was 11 years older, he I don't know, but he was at the house. I think he was just staying at the house hard times or something. And I come walking by the door, and the door is open, and I see him freaking just pumping out. Wow. And I was like, and for me, it freaks me out so bad that when I go to the doctor's office and I have to get my blood drawn for anything, they they have to lay me down because I pass out. I, I hate needles. I hate needles, experience. too. I'm the same way, dude. Mm-hmm. Same fucking way. Like, so, I mean, I guess it really freaked me out in that instance where I was like, that's something I'm definitely never, ever, ever going to do. Never going to stick needles in my arm. Never going to fucking do any of that weird shit. Yeah, no, I know. I have a hard time putting water up my nose. But, uh, you know, well, done cocaine a couple times. I mean, nothing crazy. Right, but Cocaine's uh, a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. Um, I think I've done it like two or three times, but like very minor amounts and there's usually the alcohol outweighed the cocaine and if anything the cocaine woke like sobered me up <laughs> that's probably the night you lost ten thousand dollars playing poker uh no that was makers mark you weren't on any stimulants no nah, i was no makers mark i was drinking whiskey because i tell you if i was dropping that much money i'd definitely have to be fucked up well, I thought I could win, and you know, when you go to the ATM four times for twenty five hundred bucks, you know, I mean, Jesus, dude. I know I can't. I can tell you, I used to gamble a lot, a lot of blackjack. I love blackjack. I still love blackjack to this day. But uh, there's, you know, when you win big, sometimes you go back and you try to win even bigger, and then you just pretty much give back what you just got. Well, the the casinos they, the casinos know that shit. I mean, I I I've, I've had ups, you know, big ups at uh, casinos. My very first time I ever went to Vegas, I took uh, Pat Node's fucking roulette system down there, and uh, I think we were up like twenty five hundred bucks within like thirty forty minutes of being in the hotel, and it paid for everything. But uh, I didn't obviously kept going, and I probably lost five hundred of the twenty five hundred. So, so it's not repeatable. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a repeatable no, system, but you, I, you don't get the consistent my, results. What I'm saying is that it's not guaranteed. It's not. It's not guaranteed, but it does work when you've got a lot of tables and you can see the numbers that are hitting, because you memorize these numbers. Basically, all you're doing is betting a third of the wheel, uh, but kind of in a strategic manner and um if they're hitting you're hoping 
you're hoping the odds are in your favor, and it's still a coin flip. It's it, still it's, a coin flip. Still is. They may may have hit your number you, ten times in a row. Your you may, they may have hit your numbers ten times in a row, but by the time it's your turn to get up there, you never know what the fuck it's going to hit. You never know. But um, shit. Sometimes you just got to take your winnings and run, and sometimes you got to take your losses. It, you got there's been a couple, there's been many a times where I went back to the cash machine, and I'm getting ready to stick my card in there, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing? I just did this like 20 minutes ago." Yeah, I go fuck. That. Get that, put that card back in your wallet. Go to the bathroom. Put some water in your face. You're pissed. Don't lose any more money. I do. I give myself a pep talk every time I try to go fucking cuckoo. Because I would, uh, if I don't talk to myself, I'll go back to that table. I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to buy another pack of cigarettes and sit here for another eight hours. Yeah. Let's go. Speaking of the casinos, <laughs> every casino in Washington has reopened. All of them. No, the one in, the one in Fife. The one that we drive by, the one in Fife's open. They even have a line that goes up the width of the door. Yeah, because they're, they're checking people before you go in there, but... Um, Holy shit. I think it's also limiting. I think they have to limit the amount of space. It's like 30% of what their capacity is. But, um, yeah, it's insane, man. Like, I mean, that's the last place I would want to go during a time like this. The very last place. Well, that's a good point. What would be a worse place to go than a casino? Well, you think about it. Everybody has to wear a face mask. So... You can't really smoke a cigarette. So, and then the only game I think you can play is slot machines. I don't think you can play, play you know, blackjack and any any card games. And I'm sure they don't allow you to move chips around and roulette. So I bet you you uh, basically only play slot. That's, I bet you that's phase one. So I wouldn't even want to play the slots, man. People are fucking touching that thing the entire time. I'm not touching that fucking thing. No, they have people that walk all around just as soon as somebody's off. It cleans it real quick. I bet you. I bet you it just looks so funny. As soon as the old lady, you know, bends over to grab something and then grabs her drink and starts to walk off, some girl's over there <laughs> wiping it down. Probably. I mean, that's what they, or they wanted, Or they could give everybody a rag and a paper towels and the thing there and say, you can clean it yourself, but then yeah. you're, you know, I everybody's touching the seal. I don't trust... Anybody that's gambling to wipe down the machine, as much as I would trust someone to wipe down the fucking treadmill after they just got done sweating all over it. I mean, I would say casinos, gyms, you know, I'm a little leery about going to the grocery store and uh, hospitals. We were talking about that. Like, I mean, shit, your mom's in there right now. You can't even see her. They won't let you. Oh, no. No, I know. But I tell you, if I could go anywhere... I think that's entertainment. Mm -hmm. I think golf would probably be one of the main things because it's wide open. But they've opened it up a little bit. But I think like an indoor facility, I think like uh, going to a comedy show. That would be cool. You could just spread the tables out a little bit more, you know. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I I don't know. I'd I'd still be. Listen, I'm not going to. I'm going to save my face until we get through like maybe November uh, or December because that's when there might be a second wave of this shit. We don't know. We don't know until we hit that time. 
you know, summertime's all right. You know, like you can go out. I, I go on a bike ride like twice a day. And uh, there's shitloads of people out in the parks now that, that the parks are open. And I was just talking to my dad today. You know, he lives in Hawaii and, you know, all the beaches are open. And over there, though, they don't have nearly the problem we have, which is really weird to me because everybody that lives there works in hospitality. So they work in the hotels or the, the airport or whatever. And yeah. now, now nobody's over there and fucking everybody's fine. They have like one of the fewest amount of cases period in the entire United States. So that's a little weird to me because like there was all of a sudden like t- two, three weeks ago, there was millions of people over there. What, what, what's the lowest, what's the spot you're talking about? Hawaii. Hawaii, well, think about it. Yeah, they just, they, Hawaii's got to be one of the best places to live. Right now. You're you, totally ice You just say, get the fuck away from us. And we're, they got the, you said your dad said the beaches are open. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, the majority of their income comes from tourism. So up until just a few weeks ago, they've had millions of people over there visiting. Now they don't have anybody visiting. And they have the lowest amount of cases. So you think that like you had all these visitors over there from all over the fucking world, not just the United States. I mean, Asian countries all over, right? Shit. China mm-hmm. and nobody's sick. Almost, almost nobody. So like fucking, how is that? But they're getting fucked right now. Cause everybody's unemployed because there's no tourism. No one's in the hotels. They went from like ninety percent capacity to like fucking five overnight. I mean, no one wants to get on a plane either. I'm just thinking it, it's my head's just rolling around right now. The idea with Hawaii, I don't understand why they don't have more homeless than anywhere else. Think about it. You're 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 on this isolated island. You got all this beach that is uh, public access land, right? Right. I'll tell you some of the and, rules behind yeah, it. People, people, people can throw up tents in like the city sidewalks of San Francisco. Fuck why couldn't you just Seattle. throw up a tent? And why couldn't you just throw up a tent? on a beach in, in Hawaii and just live, just be a beach bum, really a beach bum. There are, th- there, are there are some people that do it. There are some people that do it. There are rules though. They do not let anybody sleep on the beach unless you have a fishing pole in the water. If you are for real fishing, you can sleep on the beach, but they don't let you put up a tent. None of that bullshit. They they crack down on the. You know what I think. We, you know what I think we should do. There's an island over there that's privately owned, correct? It's where they film like Jurassic Park and shit like that. Uh, that could be Lanai. I I think what should happen is the government should buy that privately owned island and just put a whole bunch of just mass populated with these little these little tiny houses where people, you know, can live in and shit and then have like community bathroom areas and shit and just move every homeless person from 
every part of America. Just move them all. Just say, hey, if you want to live on the, you can't live on the streets on the mainland, but we have this nice little island over in Hawaii. Don't worry. We planned it this way. This way, we can take care of you. We already bought the island. We set up all these little houses. You don't need your tents and shit. You can go there until you figure out you want to do something else, and then we'll fly you back. And we'll set you up, you know, get you a job and shit. Because the thing is, the homeless people, most of them just don't have jobs. So you send them all over there. They live like beach bums on Lanai or whatever island it is. And you plan it this way because it's normally warm most of the year over there. So you don't have to pay much for electric bill. But when it gets a little colder, and you know, some, what winters over there are pretty mild, aren't they? They never get snow. It's eight, It's 80 degrees year-round. It's like 78 in the winter, Perfect. and it's like 85 in the you're, summer. You're, you're paying minimal electric for all these people. You're, you're, you're the whole island. Everybody, all the states pitches in to, to help power the whole island. You already own the property. You got these, you, maybe you got maintenance on these tiny houses. And then as soon as people educate themselves or, you know, take online classes and decide they want to move back to the states and actually, you know, get a job that pays them and, you know, they can buy their own shit, then you just move them back, set them up, boom, they're productive in the society. And so you just keep this one island. It's like, the Commonwealth Bay for, for homeless people. You just send them over there. <laughs> but you don't waterboard them or anything. You just, hey, if you want pot, you don't get any of that other drugs. You don't get heroin or anything like that. But you can grow pot in your backyard or, or we'll provide it for you or whatever. Uh, sure, you can even get some. You can't have hard alcohol, but you can have Coors Light. And what you can do is you can have two two dabs in the morning. And two beers in the morning, and then see how productive you got. They call it the two and two program. I'll tell you what, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That sounds like a great plan. But uh, for one, Hawaii would never go for well the private island if the government bought it. I guess they wouldn't have a choice. But you know what? I would go homeless pretty quick if that was the deal. I don't know about you. Well, no. I mean, you just set up that you're you're basically. You're elevating them from from sidewalk status. You're putting them on an island with a bungalow. You're getting a little bit of an upgrade. But the thing is, you get no income. All you get, we provide you food. We provide you food, and you have to whatever nutritious shit. Maybe it's just sandwiches. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like uh, treat it like they're uh, uh, camping. You only get camping-style food. They got a barbecue on the backyard. Maybe they get some chicken and steaks on Friday nights and stuff. But for the most part, they have to eat like sandwiches and and and, and beans. And you know, they're camping. They're roughing it, right? Because you're not paying for anything. All right, not a fucking camp until you figure you want to get your shit together. I don't know about that, Bernie Sanders. No, I'm just saying it's one island, and then that way you clean up the streets on every nation because you got to figure about it. Uh, San Francisco and New York uh, bought their homeless people one-way tickets to Indianapolis and other parts of the country to spread them out. So we, we're spreading out these homeless people. Why don't we just say, hey, there's a nice island next to Hawaii. You, you're not going to work, but you can, if you want to study for a career and get off your 
hard drugs and stuff, but you'll still be provided with, with pot and alcohol, no hard alcohol, but you could be on this island, and when you figure out you want to, you know, do stuff on your own, then we'll buy you a ticket back to the States, and, you know, you'll probably be flying them in like they used to at Area 51. People, you know, people that work at Area 51 would be to, at the airport, and they would take this, this plane over with no tail numbers or anything. They go to Area 51 land, they go do their work, and then they fly back. You just do that with homeless people. You no tail numbers, you just fly them over to fucking Lanai, land them, fucking and then there's going to be a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this place. I've been here for six months. I, you know, the, it was nice and stuff. I got off of heroin, but I want to get a real job and start making some money and get my own house and shit. Oh, jump on the plane, and then you fly them back. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to play this clip for you when you run for president. That'll be the, I'll run it the day before election day, like the grab the pussy video. <laughs> Dude, I, I, if you play it, I want it to be with that one song. Bye, bye, Miss American. <laughs> you know, that airplane song? Uh, or, or whatever. It's not an airplane song, but yeah, it's John McClane's song. It might be about an airplane. We don't know what it's about, really. Um, well, there's got to be an airplane song there somewhere, or we'll just have clips of airplane the movie. I talk jazz. Here's the here's the fucked up part is that you know you're talking about flying them from one city to another. Do you know for like the past ten years, Seattle was one of those fucking cities. I think it's oh they got a ton of them from from California, all over the place, man. That's why up here in Seattle, if you've never been here, fucking there are goddamn homeless camps at every fucking off-ramp every single one of them and it's it like, used to be beautiful they're right in front of businesses too oh everywhere man it's just gotten way out of hand now when the weather changes I think, i'm saying you got to relocate them you got to relocate them buy one of the san juan islands you know maybe it's a pet project we started in washington put them out on fucking an island just boom move them put them all on. homeless people if you if you're living on the street, you don't want to go to the. You don't want to go to a psychiatrist. You don't want to go to a doctor. That's fine, but you cannot live on the street. This is this is for commerce. We have an island only. like that. It's called McNeil you Island. Move, well, we <laughs> hey, it's not being it's not being used right now, and it's got a total. It's got a ton of land. Is McNeil it's got a ton I, of land? Not, is McNeil Island not being used right now? No, you can no, you can see it from uh, Chambers Bay. When I caddy down at Chambers Bay, you can see it right there. McNeil Island's the, you the state prison. McNeil Anderson, huh? McNeil Island is the state prison, right? Yeah. No, well, we I tell mean, people that we well, say, "Hey, we're going to send you to a nice island." I thought Walla Walla was the state prison now. Well, then what is McNeil Island? It's a prison. It's an island prison. Well, it's like the rock. No, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they shut it down. Really? I didn't know that. I, you know, I'm what? pretty sure I'd have to research, but I'm pretty sure they shut it down, and it's just it's it's not being used properly right now. They have a pier right there because they have a ferry that goes from Silicon over. But uh, shit, move all the homeless to that island. They'll have a great view of the course. I mean, everybody <laughs> on that side will. You you probably got to work a little bit harder in your camp. Maybe you got to do dinners more often or something listen but, listen motherfucker i don't have a great view of the course they can't move there muncie and oh, I, now, now 
Muncie, now you definitely sound like AOC. Dude, Muncie and I uh, went out to Anderson Island, and you can see, obviously, McNeil because it's right there. And fucking, there was helicopters coming in and out of that fucking place. Like, it was crazy. We well, like, is there military shit going on here? What the fuck's going on? Well, I think, I think, I think, because uh, you got um, the Air Force Base just down the way. I, when I'm on the course, I always see a lot of choppers and planes fly over the islands and stuff. And Maybe they're doing stuff, maybe they're not, but, you thought, know, it's cool to see. I thought they were dropping off prisoners. No, they're, maybe they're doing little uh, missions right around. I don't know. I don't know. But we were out on Anderson, though, like looking for a little party property out there because it's, it's cheap. You can get a piece of land for like 20 grand and, you know, fucking have your own little stead out there. And I was like, I got to see this shit. Like, I've never been. So I call Muncie up. I'm like, yo, I'm driving through your neighborhood right now uh, on the way to Stillicum. I'm going to go out to Anderson. You want to roll? And he's like, yeah, sure. So we go out and. It's fucking awesome out there, man. Like, there's nobody out there. Oh, yeah. Anderson is a great place to live. I think the last ferry goes over at, like, 9 o'clock, though. Something like that, but it starts again at, like, 6 in the morning. I don't give a fuck. If you ain't home by 9, you're staying in Tacoma. Staying in Lakewood, actually. Fuck. Or just stay up all night and go to the casino. It's right up the street. You know, Anderson, I always thought if I uh, was going to live on an island, I vacationed one time on uh, Orcas Island, and I thought that was one of the coolest places I've ever been to. I've been to Orcas. That's, it is. It's sick. There's a little fucking mountain there. That whole San Juan, that whole San Juan Island area. I mean, the, the nice thing is everybody, for the most part, is on an island time, too. And it's so weird because we, we I mean, there's a big city up the road. We, we're kind of in a medium-sized city here in Tacoma, you know, and I, you know, if you work in the normal area with customers, you, you're dealing with high stress. You go over there, it's just nice and laid back. It's very just... It's pretty chill. My ex's, oh, fa- dude, my, my ex's family used to have a place out uh, on San Juan Island, uh, not in Friday Harbor, but on the opposite side of the island. It's called Roach Harbor. And they had some cousins. Oh, yeah. They had some cousins that lived out there. And man, when you're not around a lot of other people that might or might not be smarter than you, man, they weren't that. They weren't too bright. Just gotta say. Oh, the people on the island? No, man. They just don't. They don't. They don't mix it up with regular people. So like, they're not exposed to shit. I. I well, I think they're not impressed with that anymore. You got all the city folk. Think about it. Some of those people are pretty well off and own a decent chunk of land or good house over there, you know, but that's where they retire. Um, some people like to live there and stuff. But I mean, anytime when you got outsiders coming into a small place like that, you you know you're kind of entertaining them, but you're waiting for one of the outsiders to do something like totally stupid. Dude, like, they hate it when they, they hate it when hate it when new people come. Same in Hawaii. That's why they, they would never go for that homeless island they fucking hate visitors even though it's like 95 percent of their income they hate it they hate white people going out there they hate hotels building fucking hotels out there they don't like it i i i think i think some like it but they don't like the full crowd 
like when you're a small town or, or you know, you got your, your quaint community, you know who the town idiot or the town's drunk is. But now you got a whole bunch of tourism coming in and you're like, oh, fuck. Now, you know, there's probably a lot of good people in here. Think about it. It's like Trump's thing about the, the you know, Mexican border. Yeah, there's probably a lot of good people in coming over, but a lot of them are alcoholics and drunks and fucking damage your property. That's you what know? Hawaii's saying. They're like, they're like... <laughs> Danny Diggler's not trying to send the, the mainland's best over here. He's sending homeless people, well, drug addicts, people with no jobs. Well, think about it. If you're a tour, tourism hotspot, you're going to get a lot of those people who like to party. And some of those people who like to party, some some of them party and, and you know, they're out of town. They get it out of their system. They don't cause any damage. Or, you know, law enforcement had to be contacted. Everything's cool. That things are going to get out of hand, but you're okay. And then there's some guys that let it get out of hand. And then next thing you know, they're arrested. They have to, they were on vacation, but they have to fly back in for a court date after the vacation. That's when it gets embarrassing. That gets embarrassing. You know, it's crazy in Hawaii, even up in the San Juans, they're not really party, play, party destinations. Um, maybe on Oahu, like Waikiki and shit like that, but generally like maui where my dad lives it's they've got like one little strip of bars and that's it and it's way chill well i think that's a whole island life the whole island life is way chill i mean if you want to get drunk take a group of people to the beach and have a bonfire can't do that you know don't come and do that oh you can't no that shit sucks you know, damn Democrat. Well, a lot of people will just stay on the property, like because they're visitors, they stay on the hotels and they drink at the pools. So, um, my dad taught me this trick. He goes, "Listen, you can go to any one of these hotels. You can go to the Four Seasons." He goes, "Now, some of them give you like a wristband, and they may kick you out of the pool area, but you can definitely walk around there and act like you're a guest. You get fucking shit faced drunk at the bar, whatever you want to do." Because they're too afraid to insult a guest versus uh, just kicking out a local. They don't know if you're a guest or a local, so they'd rather not say shit. They're like, fuck, you're spending money. You just spent $200 at the bar. I guess why not? Stay out of our pool, though. <laughs> there, you got to remember there's Karens everywhere. I paid for a room here. Man, who's that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're a local? Totally. You know. I mean, a lot of times people go on vacation and they think they're at a country club, you know, like they own shit, you know, yeah. and no, it's like you're visiting, you're here visiting. How about you leave your shitty attitude at home because you're on vacation, you're supposed to laugh and have a good time. Why don't you just enjoy the local atmosphere and don't be a bitch? Yeah, don't be a bitch. Well, you can't say that anymore because as soon as you say, "Don't be a bitch," oh, you know, are you a sexist? A you must be sexist. You hate women. Well, hey, dude, you called me a dick last week. Did I sit there and go, "Oh, you called me a dick"? What do you think I'm being a dick about? Oh, I was like, "Yeah, maybe I am being a dick." Yeah, don't be That's a dick. That's the difference. <laughs> the difference is when when somebody looks at you and says, "Hey, you're being a dick" or "You're being a bitch." Just hold it. Because if you if you say anything after that point, it's going to get even more pissed off between the two individuals. When somebody gets to the point and says, you're being a bitch or you're being a dick, 
just bite your tongue and think about it for like five minutes. If you're really one of those people that stew on shit, think about it for 10 and then sit there and, and think about your actions. Was any of your actions coming across as dickish or bitchish? I mean, I think when most people, if it was, when people are in the moment, they just don't realize it. That's, that's the problem. Well, that's why, like, that's why I got that little policy with me. When I get really super mad at somebody, a friend or anybody, I try, I leave it alone for 24 hours. And if 24 hours later, I just drop it. Not going to talk about it anymore. Not going to fume on it. 24 hours later, it's an issue that still bugs me. Then it's something important enough to talk about. But it could have been an issue in the first place that wasn't even, even an issue or not worth the discussion that it rose to. So sometimes when I get super heated, I leave it 24 hours. And if I come back and it's still on my mind, I'll talk about it with a person. But both of us are much more calm down. Yeah, that's good. That's good idea. You know, some people are like, like those grudge people. They just won't let that shit go. You know, I mean, you, no matter what you say to them, there ain't no fucking mm. turning around. Nope. Sorry. You were a well, dick. You will always be a dick. It's their way of the highway. Yeah, it's I know. their way of the highway. I've dated girls like that. Fucking annoying. I'm like, I've never seen. probably joined a, Let's see, there's two girls. Probably like just joined a cult. They're both Latin. Oh, Latin girls are so beautiful. I love them. But they're, cra- they're crazy, too. I know, but that's why they're so good. But they have, that's the thing, though. They have a reason to be crazy. They're from a different country. They, they have a little bit of flair, a little bit of an attitude. Women from America should be less bitchy to people that live in, the guys that live in America. They should be like, because, I mean, they're just the girl next door. There's plenty of them around. They should be less bitchy <laughs> because they, you know, but you got like, think about it. You get Colombians that come over, you get European girls. For me, that accent, that accent that uh, Kate Beckinsale has, where's just she, the way she, she talks. Where's she from? Dude, she's she's from Britain. Oh, and there's yeah. some Brit, like like Elizabeth Hurley. Think about Elizabeth Hurley. She's hot. Remember when she talks? Oh, sometimes I mean when when you're good looking, it's one thing, but when you have a great tone about your voice, like your tone is sultry and you know seductive, you're like, yeah, fuck, I dig this girl. But if you just got somebody bitching and nagging at you all the time. I mean, that's kind of the difference. If you're bitchy and naggy, but you do it in a sultry tone, might get more shit done. Yeah, might. I could tolerate it. <laughs> oh, stop it, cutie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Get your dick out of my ass. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, oh, God. You know. But, I mean, if people made jokes about stuff more, maybe your guy doesn't wash the dishes or help you with laundry as much as you find a way to flip him shit in a funny way that he'll get it because he likes jokes because he's a dude and don't just don't just go bitch mode you know and yeah. then that way he'll he won't have a reason to go asshole mode he won't have a reason to go dick mode and be bitchy back at you i think in all relationships whether it's you know your your friends or uh you know intimate relationship with a lady Having a sense of humor is important, you know? I mean, if you can be funny and crack jokes and give each other shit, 
You know, like you get. Oh, you gotta have. It's a silver lining that's just understood. You gotta have a sense of humor because if you don't, the sense of humor is the only thing that can last you till the end of your life. Because when you first get together with a girl, you're you're totally hot for her, and you're screwing in every room in the house, and you're you're just doing all sorts of. Things. And then after a couple of years, maybe it gets a little, you know repetitious so you still enjoy it but it's not that fire you had before and then maybe you pop out a couple of kids and then you you know you go through late you know late night bill discussions and you know stressed out but you get your finances together but then you're sitting on a you know porch with your you know your wife and you're old and you got to take viagra if you want that thing to work anymore and she's got this saying boobs and you know, you don't want to, but I mean, you still got comedy. You can still laugh at each other. You can still have fun with each other. I mean, comedy is the only thing that can really lasts your whole life if you let it. And and saying something funny really diffuses a tense situation. Because it's like, okay, we're not that oh, serious. We're not that serious about it, are we? Oh, I mean, shit. We should be just happy we're alive. We could have got. I could have got out a car crash on my way back from work in the day. Fuck, I don't know. You know, we take risks every day. I'd rather sit back at home and not argue with somebody that I have to live with the rest of the time. I mean, it's like you put yourself in your own personal jail. How stupid is that? I would rather just move to the fucking one eye. You might as well go to the Hawaiian fucking homeless island. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah. So, hey, so you, you're telling me the golf courses are open this weekend for foursomes? Like you can do four people? Yeah, well, we're practicing social distancing. Okay. So for a hold of 400 yards, you can only have four people in one group. So you've got plenty of ways to stay more than six feet away from each other. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. Is What's the weather supposed to be like? It's supposed to be decent? I don't know. I, I, well, it's I'm, fucking I'm raining here. Well, maybe it's just getting out of the way. Could be. I hope, I hope it's. A, I mean, usually Memorial Day weekend up here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest is. Um, it's pretty good, but um, I don't know what it's supposed to be like. But uh, I don't know. Put some feelers out. I think we should go golf. We got like maybe a, a minute or two left. So. Oh. Skins game Monday, Meadow Park. We got to get that going again. I don't know when it's gonna. They haven't even opened that golf course yet. They haven't opened Meadow, huh? No, I think it's because of some Metro Parks issues, so they try to open up all their facilities together. They got, I they got swim parks and that shit. Well, I just want the golf course open. Well, when the uh, skin game opens again, we'll let everybody know. We'll get the podcast oh, yeah. out there and uh, tell then with our GoPro. Spot. Yeah, tell then. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Pretty soon it's going to be on YouTube. We're going to be like Joe Rogan up in this bitch. Ready for that? I just need another beer. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got tonight. And uh, peace. Peace. We're just having fun, we don't care who sees So what, we go out, that's how it's supposed to be 
team in here is gonna